Hello, gang. It's your host, Seth Goldstein and Jim Francis, bringing you yet another Juicy Divas confession of the Yours truly today has a distinguished guest. I have a wonderful guest that's a writer. She has a great imagination. She can spark many feelings in people's lives and minds should you allow her to. She's written a great piece. Um, she's reading The King of Souls. I like this novel. And you will too. Help me welcome, when, without further ado, the one, the only, B.E. Paxton. Hello, our favorite writer. How are you? I am doing well today. Thank you, Seth. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. We are, we talked a little bit offline on how, um, you know, we're supposed to head out to San Diego to SeaWorld um, at some point this week. So that's fun. That's great to uh, look forward to. Um, yeah. So it's, it's some of the stuff that we took for granted last year. We obviously couldn't go anywhere. So. You know, finally, people are trying to get all that stuff squeezed in before, um, hopefully, crossing our fingers. I'm looking for wood, but I can't find any wood. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Um, to uh, basically, hopefully, we don't have any any resurgence of COVID, at least as bad as we did last year and all the lives that were lost, you know, and the whole bit. Yeah. So, yeah, but, um, you know, I'm really thankful and grateful to be here with you now and uh, to talk to you about this great um, novel, The King of Souls. And as I was sifting through some of the pages, I found myself in a wonderland, like just in a magical place, a whimsical place um, uh, with wonderful characters. Specifically, well, I started off with the first couple, like maybe a couple of chapters or so, and I couldn't put it down to tell you the truth. Marjorie is a character in this particular book who has um, basically a lineage, right, of mm -hmm. of uh, mm -hmm. of witch of witches in the family, and so she has a portal that appears, and I don't know if it's a window, but I'm going to ask you about that a little more. But however, um, it's great. There's a book of, of spells, which I thought was fantastic because I want to look for that book. Maybe I can <laughs> find it. What do you think? <laughs> But um, no, I, I really am happy to, that we're able to talk and you can tell us a little bit more about your latest um, writings also. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about the King of Souls. Where does this whole idea originate from? Well, it's, um, it's actually a ring, not a king. So it's a ring of souls. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> a ring okay. of souls. Yeah, it's the ring that's actually, I'm looking at a ring, by the way, right now. I'm not kidding you. The, 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 you know, that lighting ring that people use now, yeah. it's really fancy. I have one. Duh. I should have. I should have known. It's the ring of of souls. That's the ring. Is is actually the portal, right? That 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 she is Correct. able to talk into. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't put those two together. Hello. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll you. It's it, you. You take over now. <laughs> from well, the 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 ring of souls is actually um, not. That's not Marjorie's family. That's actually Laszlo's family. That he is the um, the romantic male interest. Um, yeah. in the story and in his family, there is this, um, it, in my mind, it reminded me a little bit of the, of, of Stargate, you know, from like Stargate with this, this sure. large ring with all of these, yeah. uh, souls trapped in it and the souls are trapped in there. Um, they're all of his family, all of his lineage. When they die, they're trapped in this cage 
that mm -hmm. the living members of their family use to enhance their magic. So, uh, you know, this guy's looking at this and going, you know, that's really not where I want to end up when I die. <laughs> um, so he's, you know, one of his end games is looking for a way to undo um, that um, curse of the lineage of his family. And so he right. uh, reaches out to uh, Marjorie, who is right. a woman from his past. Um, yeah. And he who's lost out. all memory, right? Yeah, he she, has, she, she has no idea. So what's happened to Marjorie is she's someone who um, starts this story in uh, her life in New York City. So she's in our contemporary world, um, gets this uh, message from someplace she's never heard of before, but it's a place that she's actually been. Um, to right. go on a mission and and try to help this person who she doesn't know she actually already knew at one time. So yeah. we've got a few different, yeah. you know, of the um, fantasy romantic quote unquote tropes going on, which is the reunited uh -huh. lovers. We've got um, the yep. amnesia trope, which I'm, I'm playing up here as well. Um, and, you know, people who once knew each other and then are trying to re-explore knowing each other again um, in the middle of, you know, doing a, on a fantasy adventure, which is, um, you know, Marjorie re-exploring this world that she has right. no memory of and, um, and, and re-exploring the man too. So, yeah, yeah, right, right. Cause I like the, I like the vivid imagery and, you know, when the thought provoking information that said like her narrative, when she's talking and she's talking mm -hmm. about how, mm -hmm. how the pants are like just falling around, <laughs> him, you know? Yeah. His waist. And and it's like, it's almost like, obviously there's some form of, of something from the past that's coming in that moment to, to sort of relive or re, re, rekindle something that happened because she kind of well remembers that somehow, some way, like she feels attached to, to him. Like this has happened before. Like it's all starting to come back to her somehow, some way. And there's, there's a, um, there's a couple of, of dream sequences. There's one dream sequence that where they actually make love and it's, and it's crazy because then he's wearing the exact clothing mm -hmm that she dreamt of you know having this sexual intercourse with with him at the time or whatever else and then like um he's wearing that very same the same garbs in the morning for breakfast when they're actually in the place mm -hmm. uh physically there which which was pretty interesting to me and and also what i liked also how when he um touches his hand there's there's there the dream began to uh, like somehow it takes her back to childhood when they used to was to see each other so it becomes more familiar to her once there there's contact clearly yes. yeah i i really enjoyed uh, you know I'm, I'm enjoying it so far i think your your mind is is brilliant and um yeah b you have nothing but our admiration um so let's back up a little bit now Let's talk about because I really, really wanted to get into the meat of the of the book, you know, and sort of get people invested in it, right? 
Um, I'll tell you this much immediately when you buy the book that's on Amazon, right? Correct. Guys, Ring Correct. of Ring of Souls, don't forget. Um, when you buy this book, you're going to, from beginning to end, you're not going to want to put it down. I mean, there's just so much going on in the book that's just magical, whimsical, right? That'll, that'll just captivate and spellbound you altogether. So I challenge anyone that's out there and uh, to go uh, get this, this beautiful novel. But let's find out where the, this masterpiece was. How did it was, how did it come together? Like this author and the person that helped enact this book, where does she come from? I mean, I'm just very curious. <laughs> where were you born, V? Tell us. Where was I? Was uh, I born in uh, Columbia, Missouri, Missouri, from the Midwest originally. Wow. Wait a minute. So, so back up. So you, okay. So I, I have a friend, Laura Meadows, who, a great <laughs> actress. That's a, you know, and you and I met as a result of her. So. Laura, you know, we're going to send you a shout out. Now, Laura was also born in the same exact place. Are you telling yes. her story or no. <laughs> are you both one person? Tell me the truth. Laura, are you in there? No. Um, yeah. Tell us how that is. That cannot be a coincidence, right? No, no, not, not at all. I mean, Laura and I are childhood friends. Um, we went to, um, you know, did we go to junior high? Yeah, we went to junior high and high school together. We lived not too far from each other and our uh, fathers were both professors at the university of missouri so wow that is correct i was gonna say um that her her father's also uh was an educator mm -hmm. um that's fantastic and so 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 did you have um kind of similar like backgrounds in terms of how your your family structure was what was the family nucleus at home what was that like the whole um dynamics like was your dad very uh, rigid and strong and kind of like, you know, regimented in terms of how you had to carry your day? What was your day like? Um, not really. You, my parents were more, um, I mean, my parents were horticulturists. Um, so, you know, I, no, I would not, I would never say rigid. Um, we sort of, you know, I had a lot more freedom than uh, some right. other uh, then some, I mean, my mom was at the time, my mom was a high school teacher. My mom actually went on also, right. my, both of my parents had PhDs like her parents do. So we have a right. lot in yeah. common. Um, yeah. and we both were, uh, you know, two children, you know, older, we're both the older sister. We both have a younger sister. Um, oh, wow. That is so nuts. Did you our, get the same clothes? Did you share clothes? <laughs> um, between me and Laura? Laura? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> when we were, okay. because we, we were roommates for a while too. So. Oh my so. God. This is so crazy. That is awesome. Um, yeah, she was, like, apparently your parents were a little more strict than your parents. Cause she oh, said yeah. that, <laughs> yeah, that she had. So were they, or, or, or they actually very nice, your folks. Um, Stuff. Yeah, my folks were fine. They, you know, I didn't have the same challenges that she did growing up. Um, we certainly, you know, confided in each other about stuff. But yeah, my parents right. were much, much cooler than hers. <laughs> as that far sense, as yeah. that kind of stuff goes. Yeah. So that's crazy. And um, and so you know, yeah. But you much must have had a boyfriend later, like maybe when you're in your teens or like late teens or uh not until high school yeah but you know yeah. guys are distractions right 
Well, yeah. I was the girl that had the, um, you know, the, um, the, well, of course, we found out later, but, you know, the, the gay boyfriend that didn't, didn't know he was gay at the time, but that kind of stuff. Oh, so. <laughs> wow. Makes for an interesting relationship. Yeah. I, I, I hear that, you know, there's quite a bit of people like in my class also that later decided to, to sort of, you know, find themselves. Yeah. And then, yeah. They, yeah. It, it happened all it, the time. And, yeah. you know, at the time in, in high school, it meant that, you know, you were dating somebody who you got along with really well and were really good sure. friends with, but obviously it never really went anywhere because they hadn't right. discovered something about themselves um, or yeah. they had, but in mid Missouri, it's yeah. it definitely was um, not Taboo. a very, yeah, not yeah. a very friendly place for the guys uh, or girls to, um, be to come out open, that. Huh? Yeah, 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 for sure. Wow. So, um, so that's, yeah, that's some not, of the people yeah. who later discovered themselves and and gone on to have like wonderful lives, which you know I sure. applaud them for absolutely. Yeah, so. absolutely. So when does when does your mind begin to trigger these ideas, these amazing ideas that you like? Did you did you like take some like pixie dust or something or <laughs> <laughs> she snorts different type of drug cocaine yeah. it's like, <laughs> elevated just, you this or where, where did all this start for you i you know i've always had like a really vivid imagination and um you know consumed a lot of of books uh with sort of different themes um i've always been fascinated with uh, folklore, mythology, okay. um, ancient civilizations. So, That's fantastic. Yeah. you know, that all plays into it. And then plus I've always been a huge fan of the fantasy genre in, um, sure. in, in reading and consuming movies and television. And, um, and I think it's, it's fun to play with, uh, with that. And this particular novel, um, the ring of souls, I had wow. this weird dream and yeah. I woke up the next morning and I just had to start putting some ideas down. And so I just got up, got on my computer and started typing. Um, sure. And, and I knew I had a concept that I had to develop. Um, of course. And, and so that's really how this particular project started. And I had that dream in, um, I think it was September of 2020 and what kind of a dream was it tell the truth um it was it, it was just a dream about a book and okay. um and this book had this curse and so it went and then there was this evil magician and this was all like part of the dream and then when i got up and started writing more stuff started coming out just like just like i okay. had this huge download of information that i just had oh, to awesome. start regurgitating and right, right. when I started the novel, I didn't think I was writing a fantasy romance. I thought I was just writing a fantasy novel. Wow. And yeah. then I got to, because I write, I'm sort of a linear writer. So I write as, as things are, are coming and it's flowing. And I got uh, the character Marjorie, I got her up to the manor i got around the you know the mysterious invitation right. i didn't even know who lz was until she yeah. walked into the manor and uh, uh and the individual that walked out in my mind i was originally thinking he was going to be this old you know wizard that was going to 
trainer right. and and he walked out and what? he was this hot guy and i was like oh, yeah crap. with peppered hair <laughs> with gray peppered hair right yes yeah yeah um, that is amazing and, um, and and i was like okay so now i'm writing a romance novel because this is too good he's too hot i have to have him you know right. so that's nuts and and so and, and right and it fuels all kinds of emotions and then you put it on there on the and then it just becomes what it is it's a masterpiece i gotta i gotta hand it to you it's a good one i literally read like right through two two chapters in no time at all it was like magic <laughs> literally well and, um, and and part of that i think is um i have to credit my editor who um helped me um because I, I told him uh, I wanted a piece that flowed like you were watching uh -huh. a television show or a movie. And um, I worked with um, a, a wonderful, um, brilliant editor. Uh, his name is Peter Lancet. He lives in um, Peter. Lancet. Peter Lancet. Up, he lives. He lives in England and he um, is a you know, he's a writer and he's done screenplays. So he's worked in Phenomenal. Hollywood. He, he knows all this stuff. So he helped me develop a flow for it he gave me a lot of other guidance as well too so i felt very mm -hmm. very fortunate that i um got to work with him well it looks like you're gonna be amassing quite a bit of trophies for these novels and quite a a lot of uh, hot and bothered people out there <laughs> Fans. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I have to say you ain't seen nothing yet because the one I'm uh -oh. working on right now, um, yeah. I'm taking my fantasy romance genre and uh -oh. turning it kind of on its head and creating a detective uh, novel um, okay. that ties in to my fantasy um, uh, genre and it is an, uh, I'll say it's an erotic thriller at this point. So. Uh -oh. Um, uh oh, we have very, to be very, waiting. It's very, very spicy. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's it's like uh, I'm telling you right now, it's what the world needs more of. You know, instead of making war, people ought to be making more love, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Definitely. So, you're gonna contribute to that. And so, hopefully, you get maybe even the medal of uh, what a piece or, or or something, or somebody offer gives you a some kind of a reward but most definitely you're going to amass quite a bit of, of followers and uh you know yeah we'll promote it whatever you want to promote you already know we have the platform for it at juicy divas confessions of a limo driver we are pleased to have you and yeah most importantly i mean just i mean you're just so awesome to talk to and and, and gracious in every manner possible i wanted um to ask i'm a little um baffled by something because um okay so let's go back to the book the okay. grandma grandma dies right uh, yeah uh, before the start of Marjorie, the action yeah right right and so wasn't she though part of the lineage of witches because then that's where kind of um my mind isn't clear on yes. that yes so okay marjorie marjorie uh -huh. who is the main character so she has uh -huh. her her lineage which is different than laszlo's so okay that's what i wanted to ask you about yes. yeah okay Okay. So, so it's not any incestual. Yeah. There's no incest going on here at all. They're not like related. <laughs> no, no, they're the two of them are not related. Okay. Um, all right. Let's... So all right. yeah. So we don't have any. Yeah, we, we don't. We don't have the Game of Thrones thing going on there. Um, <laughs> they have no relation to each other, uh, other than they knew each other when they were children. 
um, right. and and up until they were in their their teens. Um, yeah, and they were slated to be married. They were supposed to be married. So, yes. um, but then she f obviously something happens. She falls or whatever it is, and she cannot remember a thing. And so he knows the truth, but she doesn't know this truth. And to her, it's foreign things. Like he's trying to come on to her. Yeah, when he tells yeah. her like we're supposed to get married or. You know, it's what your grandmother wanted and so that sort of thing. But anyway, you guys don't have to buy it. Oh, my gosh. It's just unbelievable. Pick it up. It's the, the Ring of Souls. Um, it's on Amazon. And I wanted to ask you uh, which uh, authors, because, you know, my my one of my favorite authors is obviously Anne Rice. <laughs> and I don't know. Do you like vampires or? I um, do. I don't I tend don't to, um, although I'm going to explore the vampires a little bit in my next novel, but um, there aren't any vampires in the Ring of Souls. But uh, yeah, oh yeah, I've always loved the vampire tropes. Um, yeah. Uh, particularly Anne Rice's um, series. I also love her witches. Mm -hmm. I love her Mayfair uh -huh. Witches novel, um, which her series. Do you have a story with her? Did you have a story? Did somebody say you had a story with her uh, well, or something? Or is that just not, a. Yeah, well, I. I, I, I followed her on Facebook and she said on her Facebook page that fans were free to email her. So I emailed her and Anne Rice emailed me back. I mean, just to thank me for my what? email. But yeah. Are you kidding me? No. Oh my God. I'm, I'm jealous. I'm That's crazy. Like, I'd say, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, oh my God. she's just one that of my is... idols. So I'm, I'm just, yeah. just so excited. Yeah. I'm a that, big, but... yeah, me too. You and I together. That is, that is awesome. No wonder you, yeah, that, okay. Um, that is brilliant. You you have to send me that email, okay? Okay. Um, I want to. Yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I want to um ask you who else? Who else do you like? Who else inspires you to write? Um, um the, a lot of the people that I followed when I was younger, stuff that I read were like Andre Norton, Marion Zimmer Bradley. Um, let's see. Oh, Anne McCaffrey. I love the her Dragon sure. Riders of Pern series. Sure. Um, and you know, stuff I like, you know, obviously consume content on uh, Netflix. I love the Witcher sure. series. I haven't read the books, but I love the Witcher series. I love uh -huh. the shadow and bone. I just watched recently, which was awesome on Netflix. So, you know, I mean, inspiration comes from like so many different things. And when I was right. writing, um, the ring of souls, I had, you know, influence from all of those, but also to be honest, Downton Abbey. Bridgerton yeah. also figured into my brain set as well. So Fantastic. those are also some awesome. other things that I like. So, you know, taking wow. the, the fantasy trope, taking the, the romance tropes um, and, and really bringing them together. together. And, Converging um, them. Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, Terry Goodkind is another author that I, I liked his uh, sort of truth series a lot. Um but yeah, it's it's just reading and watching and uh, and uh, Neil Gaiman. I'm a huge Neil Gaiman fan um, as well. But um, so, is there any truth to, you know, you just mentioned reading? Is there? And we talked about all these authors. Is there any truth to obviously, in order to be a a good writer, you must must have been a good reader, like an avid reader. Is that? Is do you think that's pretty accurate? I do because to understand the craft. Um, it's like, well, I mean, to, to really understand in, uh, the craft, to, to be passionate about it, to be passionate about writing, you sort of need to be passionate about reading. Because how do you expect other people to read your stuff if you're not 
communicating the way you understand other people like. When I first uh, started writing and, uh, and knew that I wanted to write romance, uh, I knew romance needed sex, right? Because, you know, let's face it, romance needs sex. No. So no way. <laughs> I said, okay, uh, what is a popular book that, um, that, that people like that has sex in it? And so I read the Fifty Shades of Grey series. No, you didn't, I girl. I did because I wanted wow. to know Wait. how sex was approached in that in that series of novels because people liked the way she approached sex in those novels. So yeah. what I did needed it do to, to understand you? it. Oh God, it turned me on. That was hot. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, V Paxton, give it up. <laughs> it was hot. So yeah, yeah, it's you know, people make fun of her and say that. Well, not people, but some people say, oh, well, she's not a good, good writer. But it, her writing communicated in a way that provoked no emotions in, in right. people. And, and that's what good writing is. It's not about your right. turn of phrase. It's not about no. um, how, uh, how brilliant you are. It's about how you communicate with people, right. how you connect with them. And um, um, no. And that's what art is, I think, in general, whether it's, yeah, you know, writing, painting, acting, doesn't matter. Movies, yeah. It's all about yeah. communication. I was about to tell you that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's an art form. Writing is an art form, especially your particular writing. And it does. And it does evoke some amazing. I think children will be made to some of your, your books. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, have um, to, I have to add E.L. James to my list of influences, you know, so. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Um, I want to ask you uh, also, what what's the deal with the 15, what is it, 50,000 words in 30 minutes? I mean, 30, 30, days. 30, 30 days. days. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That is NaNoWriMo. Um, and it's uh, short for National Novel Writing Month. Uh, I believe the organization has expanded that they pretty much do it year round. But when I first discovered it, it was the month of November was National Novel Writing Month. And I would commit every year if I didn't do it any other time, because at the time, you know, for a while I was managing a, a, a clinical laboratory, which takes a lot of time. Um, and I didn't have a lot of time for writing, but I would make sure that in November, I promised to myself I would, I would at least attempt the 50,000 words. So you start November 1st, you start writing, and you commit to um, saying, I'm going to, you know, try to write 50,000 words in 30 days. So you're writing about uh, average of 16,000 words a day or 1,600 words a day, sorry. Um, and it's, it's about, uh, you know, just sort of keeping with it. And some days you're like, I don't have time. I'm too tired. And then you try to make it up maybe on the weekend or whatever. Um, and I had years where I would get up to, I would just make it past 5,000 words and I would quit and I would make it to 10,000 or I would make it to 20,000. And a few years where I made the 50,000 mark. Um, but this year was the year that, you know, when I got there, I actually had a piece that I wanted to, um, to bring to publishing. Um, right. And, and really bring it all the way. Uh, and I think I have some other, you know, I have three other stories in development right now. Um, 
and they're all in this series, all in this world that I've created. So um, now that I've created the world, I want to keep writing in it. <laughs> so yes, let's go all the way. Let's go all the way. Don't stop. It's fun for sure. Yeah, it it really is. It sounds like something you really enjoy doing. Now you obviously, when you were a child or you know a teenager growing up, you didn't. You, did you really believe that you would be um, an author someday or was there like anything no. to help you no. back or your beliefs and that sort of thing? Um, I never really thought that much about uh, writing. Um, I was a, I studied theater in college um, and wow. did, uh, you know, performance, but I also did costumes. So um, that was my wow. background was in, in costumes. Um, That's right. Tell us a little bit about the cause you've dressed. You've done quite a bit of stuff with the costumes, right? In the film industry. Um, and in the theater industry, more theater than in industry. the film yeah. industry. I right. worked on, I think I worked on one film when I was um, on the East coast. Um, okay. Which yeah, was, you were out in New York, right? I was in New York. Yeah. I was, I've never worked okay. in LA. So. Um, not yet. You'll be coming. Yeah, not out yet. LA. I, I, yeah, that's, that's, it's on the, it's on the docket. So, um, but yeah, I worked in uh, in theater in New York City, um, mostly off Broadway. Uh, did internship on one Broadway show, um, and but I dressed a lot of people. Some people who weren't famous then, but are famous now, um, like Steve Carell. Really? I, what? I, I worked on a show with Steve Carell. He was not famous at the time, but I, right. you know, I remember after working with him, seeing you know, turning on the daily show and going, Hey, I know that guy. And then all of a sudden <laughs> he's in the office and now he's a movie star. And I'm like, wow, yeah. I remember when he was in this play called uh, sin at uh, second Holy stage theater cow. in New York city. So unbelievable. Um, great story. Yeah. He was, and he was, was, not, he like? he was, was a nice guy, super, cool. super nice guy. Steve's a nice guy through and through. So, so they used to shoot the the office out here in North Hollywood, um, uh, off of Woodman, not far from where I used to live in Van Nuys back in the day. And he used to always come and get coffee at the Starbucks down the street ah. from. Him. I have people. I knew people that worked there at the time. They're like, "Oh, he's the nicest guy ever." He was. So, yeah, that's so cool. And I mean, and this I'm is I'm glad to hear it hasn't changed because he was a super nice guy right. back then. So, so he seems super approachable. Yeah. And then, um, you know, something like a person doesn't really take themselves too serious type of guy. So I like that. I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to look for him maybe sometime and ask him, Hey, can you give me a job? No, I <laughs> 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 job as an actor, but, um, that's fantastic. So what else, who else did you dress? Um, well, Marissa Tomei was in a show that I was, that I worked on and I was her dresser. Um, and, okay, yeah. uh, yeah, she, she was <laughs> well, and I, I like I, I said, my, my, my party line is I've seen Marissa Tomei naked, <laughs> yeah, that's badass, but that's you badass. know, but that I was a dresser, yeah. so that was my job, and not like that's I was cool. noticing because I was too busy throwing you know stuff off and throwing stuff on because it was a fast yeah. change to get her back out there, so right, um, right, that's an art in itself, by the way. A lot of people, you know, you got to just have an eye for stuff, keen eye, you know, yeah. The, the well, it's, it stuff. takes yeah. every every change takes a certain amount of choreography when you're doing um, dressing yeah. for, um, sure. for fast changes, and it just takes a little while to go. Okay, so this has to go this, and this has to go this, and it's very right. structured. Um, of course, and then you have to get the person, you know, 
out of one outfit yeah. into another outfit and then boom back out on the stage. So, um, and I love yeah. that challenge. Actually, I loved working in, in costumes. Um, it must be a killer rush, huh? It must be a rush to a point to try to, you know, cause you're also trying to beat the clock, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fun. Well, I remember, I remember with Marissa when we first started, um, you know, it was a challenge because it was a really fast change and there was quite a bit going on that she had to get off and get back on before she got out there. But then as we got yeah. faster, every day I would come in and she would like add something new. She would bring something else that I had to do <laughs> and I had to get faster and faster and faster. <laughs> so she kept me on my toes, I will say. Um, That's so crazy. So what are some of the things that, um, you know, what do you have uh, planned in terms of um, you have a next uh, uh, a book you're working on also, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, I'm working on, like I said, I have three um, that I'm working on that are all in my Voices of Vernaria series, okay. um, which right. is the name of my magical realm. Um, I'm working on the sequel to um, the, the Ring of Souls. Uh, uh-huh. which is either Star of the Fae or Song of the Fae. I haven't really committed to the okay. title yet. Um, yeah. And then I'm working on my um, detective uh, thriller, which is called Sterling, Sterling Chains. And that is the title of it. I'm not going to change that. So, um, I see. We're sweating here. Yeah, it um, is. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun um, because it's now, the uh, it's sort of the detective noir feel to it. Um, sure. And then sure. Uh, obviously, because it takes place in New York City, and um, then we're we're discovering the underground um, world that exists within world. our world yeah. of people of crossing people crossing over from this magical realm and what that does to our quote unquote uh, everyday lives here. So wow. it's- Wow, can hardly wait. We're gonna be back to promote that, right? Oh yeah, and oh, I'm definitely sure. gonna pick that book up right away. I'm probably gonna get like an actual hard copy from you signed and with blood or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're into vampires, then maybe that's what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> we love it, we love it. I love this. Thank you V.E. Paxton for being here today. Let's, um. Let's get your social media out there. I can't believe we're all, all out of time, really. We're all out of time. Unbelievable. Um, my. Uh, how well, do we stalk you? I mean, how do we find you? On uh, Facebook, I'm as V, which is V-E-E, um, middle initial R, and then Paxton, P-A-X-T-O-N. Uh, I have an author page, and I also have a regular friend me page, which people are well uh, welcome to do. Um and then I have uh, Instagram, which is also V E E R P A X T O N, is my Instagram. Um, I don't really use Twitter. Oh no! Um, I have a you Twitter mean, account. Like to, yeah. But I don't really use it. Um, you don't like to chronicle your every moment. <laughs> no, I like to share pictures. So I like the Instagram yeah. so that I can share pictures. Sure. And um, I have a really cute cat that I'll share pictures of sometimes too. So right, your cat is also I noticed in the acknowledgments, right? Your cat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's so cool. Your cat is your 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 ride or die is always there every step of the way. Yes, my cat, his name is Ramses, and he is a Bengal. Ramses. He is a Bengal oh. cat. Oh, those are cool. 
that's a cute cute breed i hear yes he's very yeah. loud too i'm surprised that he hasn't been um, meowing at me while we've been talking <laughs> Well, it's been nothing but a pleasure talking to you, and I'm sure we will have you on uh, shortly for the next um, order of business, next books that you have in store. Uh, everyone out there, follow V.E. Paxton. Uh, pick up um, The Ring of Souls, okay, if you haven't already. I yeah, already have and, my it's, uh, and Seth, I should want to add that The Ring of Souls is available on Amazon uh, Kindle. If you have Kindle Unlimited, right. it is available to read for free. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's um, that's a good choice for some of the folks that already have that. That's good. And thank you for adding that in there. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say goodbye. So how about <laughs> we just say, hey, we'll talk to you soon. That um, thanks so awesome. much for it was fantastic. I love talking to you. Thank you so much for your energy and for just being on here and and this opportunity. OK, I really appreciate it from the bottom of our heart. That's all, guys. Till next time, tune in to Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye, V. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>